I'm not Chris. Good morning. It has been a wonderful, wonderful week for me. I hope you have one too. I would like to say some uh, words in Spanish. Buenos días, hermanos y hermanas. Good. You know, it is wonderful listening to people speak Spanish to me. For instance, in the morning when I come to my office, you know, Johnny, you know, he impressed me every time. One of these mornings, he said to me, he approached to me and he said, Buenos dias, hermano Marco. So it's so good and so wonderful to listen to people speak Spanish. And now I want to um, say thank you to Tina Lee and to uh, Gray Capel for being willing to uh, teach Spanish to those folks who are willing to learn. And let me tell you something. It is so good because, you know, in heaven, we're going to speak Spanish. <laughs> I really appreciate Brother David, Brother David, for these wonderful songs. And I'm jealous. In fact, we're going to talk about jealousy today and envy. I'm so jealous because he's, he's just got a wonderful voice. Thank you, brother. You really do. And, and also, thank you for your sweet words. We feed you well, right? Last week, Chris talked about love is kind based on 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 4. And he wanted to demonstrate love, which I think, I, I think was a good idea. And you know, he was, he was uh, given away a, a lot of skittles to demonstrate his kindness. And that was wonderful. The only problem was that they were not sugar-free. You know, and, and I'm diabetic, so I wanted to have some sugar-free Skittles, but there were not any. So I didn't get any candies last uh, Sunday. Love does not envy, wrote Paul to the church in Corinth. But let me tell you this, brothers and sisters. If love is so fundamental, irreplaceable, and determinative for our lives together as Christians, we need to know more clearly what love is. Being said that, you know, when we moved here, uh, here uh, a little over two years ago, I keep telling you that it was our fourth 
transition in about 14 years. So we were a little bit concerned about that. I'm talking to the Spanish group. Because every time we had a transition, we run into difficult problems about love. Thank God that we moved to East Brainerd. And I always give thanks to the Lord for giving us the opportunity to worship the Lord here all together. That is wonderful. Jesus Christ himself said, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. That is great. So how people could know about them were the disciples of Christ. Just demonstrate love. As followers of Christ, we are to be defined by our love. In fact, in a sense, this was not an old one. Because in Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18, it says, But for Christ's disciples, it was new because it was the mark of their brotherhood. In other words, brothers and sisters, if we want people from outside to recognize us like disciples of Christ, we have to show love to others. Paul says, when he wrote to the church in Galatians, he says, For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love is completely unconditional. It has no condition. When we truly love someone, we cannot stop loving them regardless of what they say or do. In other words, we're here to represent Christ. Let me repeat that. We are here, brothers and sisters, to represent Christ and to bring the lost souls to Him. Now, how we can do that? Just love one another. Sometimes it's easy to say. But how difficult 
is to perform it. The best story of love I ever learned in one of my mission trips was in Guatemala, up on the mountains, long time ago. And I learned this love story, not from people, but for small little animals, chickens, dogs, turkeys. One day, God showed me a true story of love through these living creatures. One day I saw a hen that really caught my attention. When the hen was brooding her eggs, her owner decided to take away the eggs and out, uh, and, uh, sorry, her owner decided to take away her eggs and our turkey eggs instead. After 10 days, he added dog eggs. At last, he brought her eggs back so they could all hatch at the same time. When the hen hatches, the babies did not see any difference in each other. When the baby ducks wanted to go for a swim, since baby chicks and baby turkeys can't swim, they will wait outside the pond with their mama hen. When they're tackling, when they're tackling, finish swimming of the babies follow her mama in a straight line. When, I was, when it was time to sleep, she will gather them, them and she makes sure all the babies were here and cuddle them under her wings. I'm never going to forget this story. And, and, and let me tell you why. If these little living creatures can love, what can we? This really amazed me. And when I see people having problems, in my years of ministry, I see a lot of churches split out just for no reasons. And sometimes, brothers, I just don't get that. Why these little creatures can love and demonstrate love to us? And we can't do that. Paul's message was clear. Love does not envy. No matter how outwardly successful a church may appear, without love, its foundation will crumble as sand 
and sifted and burned with tears. What is envy? Let me tell you that envy is a negative emotion. Harold Coffin said, Envy is the art of counting your neighbor's blessing instead of your own. Envy and jealousy are emotions we all feel time to time. But if they are allowed to become dominant in our lives, they warp, they warp our perspective, keep us from realizing our personal potential, and lead us into destructive behavior. And without question, jealousy and envy impede our growth to spiritual matur maturity. Socrates, elaborating on his ethics, said, Envy is the daughter of pride, the author of murder and revenge, the begetter of secret sedition, the perpetual tormentor of virtue. Envy is the filthy slime of the soul, venom of poison, a quicksilver which consume in the flesh and dried up the bones. And this is so true. So that's why the Word of God told us that we ought to love one another. And the Bible, the Bible has many references to envy. And I don't have here time to explain everything, but you know this. You know Joseph brothers, for instance. They were so jealous of their younger brother. And I can give you, brothers, I can give you a lot of examples. But we all know this. The Bible is full, full, full of examples about envy and jealousy. But let me tell you this. Envy and jealousy causes physical illness. Believe it or not. Solomon said, a peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. Jealousy is like a cancer in the bones. Oh, I want to have peace in my heart. And I want to have a healthy body. Yes. So in order to do that, I must love one another. Envy and jealousy is unspiritual. Again, when Paul wrote to the Corinthians in chapter 3, verse 3, for you are still influenced by the flesh, for since there is still jealousy and dissension among you, are you not influenced by the flesh and behaving like and regenerate? 
Let me tell you that envy is demonic. James says, but if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not boast about, about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly and spiritual demonic. Wow. Every time I read these passages, I say, Lord, forgive me. Because as human, I felt that way. Let me tell you a short story. Long time ago, I was in the textile industry business. And I used to provide merchandise for a lot of customers in Central America, South America, Mexico. One day, one of my clients came up with a fantastic idea of opening a business just next door where mine was. And he began to steal my customers. And he was outside, you know, waiting for customers to come to my to my business, and then he approached to them and said, come, come, come to my business. I give you better price. And a blink of an eye, he stole all my customers. And while he began to prosper, my business began to decline. And decline and decline. Man, I was so... So jealous, and I had envy in my heart, and I feel like putting a bomb in his business and washed him away from earth. Yes, that's what I felt. And sometimes we do the same thing. In a short time, my friend started taking away all my plans and my clients. So, brothers, true religion lifts the soul into a higher region where the judgment becomes more clear and the desires are more elevated. The more of heaven there is in our lives, the less of earth we shall covet. The fear of God casts the envy of men. Why do people envy? I think sometimes it's emotional maturity. And I think also we can look about the Pharisees and, you know, all the people who felt the same way. 
And like I said, just put my name in the list. Because Marco also is one of them. Solomon wrote, I saw that all labor and all achievement spring from man's envy of his neighbor. And this is explanatory. Envy is destructive. So don't forget about me. One Sunday, I was in Mexico. And I think that was about my fourth or my fifth trip to Mexico. And one of our brothers decided to worship in a denominational church. So next Sunday, he came to us with a report. And he said, oh, the church is so big. In just four years, they had about 1,000 members. Their worship is wonderful. The people are wonderful. They love each other. Man, I got jealous. Because I was struggling in Mexico trying to bring people. And you know what, brothers? There is about eight or nine churches in, in Ocosingo in Mexico. In each church of Christ, they have no more than 20 members, 20, 25 members. And they've been there for a long, long, long time, over 40 years. But this church, in four years, they went up to 1,000 members. And when I heard his report, brother, I got so jealous. And sometimes, when we struggle with envy, that is a big problem. And I can tell you so many stories, but I don't have enough time. So, love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. Let us love one another. You know I'm a hugger. I'm a kisser. I like to shake hands. I don't, I don't know what... It's my nature, I don't know. But sometimes, when I feel like give a big, big, big hug, some people say, oh, don't, don't do that to me. And that's okay. I like to shake hands. I like to give a holy kiss. Why not? Some people don't like it. I don't know the reason. But I have learned 
being in a lot of countries and spend time with a lot of people. That we don't have to speak the language to love one another. We don't. Like David said, we don't. You know, I used to work for Health Talents International in Guatemala. And Health Talents brings, you know, to Guatemala a lot of medical missions every year, every month. And I knew a lot of people that they didn't even say hello in Spanish. But they did a marvelous job. They fall in love with people. Well, there is Brother uh, uh, Mark uh, Kepperman. I mean, now he speaks a, a lot of Spanish, but at first, he fell in love with people in Honduras. Right, brother? Yeah. We need to demonstrate love each other, brothers. So, frustration. Frustration and lack of faith also causes to envy others. But as for me, said the Bible in Psalms 73, my feet had almost slipped. I had nearly lost my foothold, for I envied the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Same, same thing happened to me. Same thing happened to David. Same thing happened to all those people in the Bible. So how can we overcome that? Again, it's easy. Slow one another. Jesus asked Peter, Peter, do you love me? Peter answered, Lord, you know that I love you. And then Jesus said again, Peter, are you truly love me? Oh, yes, Lord, you know that. Third time. If you really love me, just demonstrate. Just feed my sheep. You know, I told you this before, in Spanish, we don't, we don't say, I love my shoes, I love my, my jacket, I love my tie. We don't say that. But here we say, I love hamburgers, hamburgers right? I love um, hot dogs, etc. In our country, when we use the word love, it's just for people in God. That's, that, that, that's it. So here is the address is one of the most disturbing problems of the Old Testament saint in this Psalm 73. How is it that the wicked so often prosper while the godly suffer so much? People come to my office, you know, uh, from time to time asking me that question. Why there is poor people in this world? Why God, God, God give to some people, a lot of things. They're wealthy. And I say, well, 
I don't know. <laughs> but the truth is that no matter if we're wealthy, if we're poor, if we this and that, no. Just love one another. I'm going to close. People envy each other for different reasons. But the fountain of envy itself is always the same. It is called the heart. The heart. Jesus said, what defiles a person is not what goes into the mouth. It is what comes out of the mouth that defiles a person. The author of the book of Proverbs said, Guard your heart with all vigilance, for from it are the sources of life. What is in your heart? Just keep putting love in our heart, love in our heart. And all what we can do is give love. If we put love and love and love and love and love, we're not going to have envy and jealousy. I learned that, but I have to face those situations that I told you in order to learn, and I'm still struggling. The heart is the starting point of the activities in life. It determines the courage of life. Therefore, in order to overcome envy, we must always guard our hearts against emotions such as frustrations, greed, and ego with all vigilance. Finally, brothers, remember that ministry success is only provided by God when done in love. I think one of the great things about this church, all the ministries have been very successful because the love you show. I am one of the spiritual Hispanic leaders in Chattanooga. And I do a lot of things with La Paz de Dios and Andy Burke, the mayor of the city. And they know about the Brainer Church of Christ. They know the great things we have done here. And that is amazing. Every time I go and I gave them, you know, my, my, my business card, they say, oh, you're from East Brainer. And I say, yes. And they start talking good things about East Brainer. So I like that. So I encourage you, brothers and sisters, to keep loving people. On behalf of the Hispanic congregation, let me tell you that I am so grateful to be part of this great group, really. I always talk highly with people about this church. But let us continue loving each other. Because that is the great commandment. That is a new commandment. Love one another as I have loved. So brothers, 
I don't want to get out of here without giving you an invitation. You know, Lord is good. So you sometimes feel like you struggle like I did before. This may be a good time to come forward and say, Lord, I still struggle. I know I can do that by myself. I have been trying so many times, but it's, it's so hard. This may be the time. This may be, may be the time, and you can say, Lord, just please take those things out of my heart. I want to follow you the way you deserve it. And he'll do it. He will do it. So if you feel like, you know, you are walking away from God, this may be such a good opportunity for you. Let us stand, please, and sing a song, Brother David. And if you're willing to come forward, you can do it now.